0: This is Earth Files, the award-winning news site with the latest updates in science, environment, and real X-Files. Podcasting in-depth reports beyond the 6 o'clock news by Emmy Award-winning journalist Linda moulton Howe.
1: Hi, everyone, here and around this agitated planet. Not only is Earth life in every direction challenged by an erratic, warming climate and unrelenting human violence, but the Earth's core has stopped and may be reversing direction. That headline comes from Chinese scientists at the Peking University's Sino Probe Lab at the School of Earth and Space Sciences. Their report was in the Monday, January 23, 2023, journal Nature Geoscience. It's all happening 3,000 feet below the Earth's surface, where the solid iron core is 75% the size of the moon. It's surrounded by a liquid iron core that can spin at different speeds and directions. Quoting the Chinese scientists, There are two major forces acting on the inner core. One is the electromagnetic force. The Earth's magnetic field is generated by fluid motion in the outer core. The other major force is gravity. The mantle and inner core are both highly heterogeneous, so the gravity between their structures tends to drag the inner core to the position of gravitational equilibrium so-called gravitational coupling. If the two forces are not balanced out, the inner core will accelerate or decelerate. Both the magnetic field and the Earth's rotation have a strong periodicity of 60 to 70 years. We believe that in the proposed 70-year oscillation, stopping and reversing every seven decades, the Earth's inner core is driven by electromagnetic and gravitational forces, close quote. The Peking scientists think that the huge hot white iron ball turning at the center of our planet might even determine the length of Earth days and weather patterns. The two-part report that I have done this January 2023 with kansas ranchers and kansas state veterinarian pathologist brandon Plattner, dvm has focused on five mutilated cattle between november 2021 and december 8 2022 just a month ago in central kansas those five mysterious mutilations have all been in the same central kansas region between fort riley and atlas missile site four Near Carlton and Gypsum and Brookville 117 miles north of Wichita and some of you have sent me your own experiences with high strangeness beginning with an email from L Carlson in Antony Kansas on this map it's 135 miles south of the Fort Riley to Brookville region L Carlson writes quote, in 1978 A neighbor of my father, who lived in Anthony, Kansas, found a mutilated cow in a pasture behind three locked gates one quarter mile from the nearest county road. At that time, veterinarians would not acknowledge strange circumstances that resulted in an animal death. However, the responding sheriff deputy did verbally acknowledge the bizarre evidence. Another email from Janet january 21 2023 from central new york state quote in approximately 1967 to 1968 i had four pet rabbits that were decapitated inside their secured locked pen in our central new york state backyard there was little blood their heads were just gone in the morning how did they go through a one-inch wire mesh cage impossible close quote another email from Austin who lives in Arizona 30 miles north of Tucson near the Tortolita Mountains not far from an historic Titan Missile Museum writes quote on a small farm of 50 cattle going back to July 6 2004 I lost an 1,800-pound Hereford bull to a bloodless mutilation. My neighbors told me they saw the bull alive only one mile from my ranch house. But a few hours later, the bull was found dead with its tongue gone and sex organs cleanly cut off. Austin contacted me after watching my recent Kansas mutilation updates. We talked on the phone about this bloodless, 1,800-pound Hereford bull mutilation going back to July 6, 2004. The bull's penis and testicles were cleanly excised from the bull's white belly hair, and its tongue was removed from deep within its throat, but there was no blood on the bull's white hair or any part of the body and none on the ground. The mutilation site was near these Tortolita Mountains above Tucson, where Austin and his neighbors have seen strange lights in the sky at night and very odd aerial craft in the day. When Austin studied the dusty ground around his bloodlessly mutilated bull, he could see some normal cattle tracks, but there were no shoe, no boot tracks anywhere, meaning no humans had been in the area. And then came a long and important email from earth files viewer jj quote just watched your 4 january broadcast and feel it is time to relate my experience with cattle mutilation when you were working in denver i was living on a farmstead about a two-hour drive from denver i watched a strange harvest when it was first broadcast and i was fascinated though I had heard about the strange mutilations prior to that and was an avid reader of Bud Hopkins' books and others of that nature. I never expected for such a thing to happen so close to home. In your book, An Alien Harvest, in Appendix 17, on page 423, there is a short article entitled Mutilation at Makita. My family and I were his neighbors. The mutilation took place less than 500 feet from our front door. Part of his pasture abutted our front yard, separated only by a barbed wire fence. It happened on the night of September 28th to 29th, 1982. And something weird happened to me when I woke up and saw a bright white light.
2: I had gone to bed the night before after watching the football game. I was sound asleep, and suddenly a light appeared in my room, and it woke me up. As I remember it, the light was a very bright white, but because I was sleeping, I thought it was the sun when I first woke up, and I was afraid that I was late getting my children ready for school.
1: Can you describe how big and the colors, and could you hear any sound?
2: I heard no sound, and that's unusual because usually there's coyotes running around and cows mooing, but there was no sound at all, and the light was white. After I was awake enough, I realized that it couldn't have been the sun because the sun's usually yellowish, but this light was white, and it was very bright. We have curtains on the windows, and it lit up the whole room.
1: So when you woke up from sleep... The room is already filled with this white light.
2: Yes, that's what woke me up. And I started to look out the window. Then this voice came in my head and said, you don't want to know, go back to sleep. I thought, well, this is really weird because it wasn't my thought. It was a strange voice I'd never heard before.
1: Did it sound mechanical? Did it sound
2: like a human voice? What did it sound like inside your head? It sounded mechanical. Kind of like what we hear on the phone, you know, when a computer is telling you to do this and that. Right. It sounded like that. And what was your reaction? I wanted to see what was going on, why there was this light in my window. And I started to look out the window, and the voice came back again and said the same thing. Go back to sleep. You don't want to know. That's when I started feeling nauseous. Oh, I think I will lay down and go back to sleep. Hmm. It was a very ominous feeling, and I think nauseous was because I was nervous or it was scaring me, the Mm -hmm. voice in my head.
1: So what's the very next thing you remember?
2: The alarm clock going off, waking me up, and then starting my day as normal. We lived on a farm and we had many animals, so I'd get my children up to help take care of the animals before school. So I woke them up, they got dressed, and as soon as they opened the front door, I saw Larry out in his field. I mentioned that his field was very close to the front of my house. And this is Larry Makita, who I have in my book,
1: An Alien Harvest, that first came out in 1989. And this is a ranch land farm news article dated October 7th, 1982, mutilation at Makita. And it says, another, there had been a series of them. Another mutilation has occurred in Ranchland Country meaning the Ranchland Farm News. The latest incident occurred on the night of September 28, 1982 and was reported to this newspaper the following day by the owner of the cow, Larry Mikita. And you are living right next door. You've had this very strange experience waking up in your room filled with white light, and you're hearing telepathically to go back to sleep.
2: Right. So we get up and we go outside to do the chores, and Larry's right out there, I think maybe 500 feet from our front door, standing next to his cow. So I got my husband out of the shower, and I said, go talk to Nikita, something's going on over there. I could see the cow laying on the ground.
1: And did your husband get up and go over?
2: Yeah, he went over and he asked Larry what was going on. And Larry said, well, I think we have a mutilation here. There's no footprints around here.
1: What did
2: mutilation mean to you guys then? Well, to me personally, I already knew what that meant because I had seen your show. A Strange
1: Harvest, the broadcast on the CBS station.
2: Right, from Denver. Yeah, I'd seen that
1: And today, what is your perspective on UFOs, extraterrestrial biological entities interacting with our planet, and that animal mutilations, the harvest of tissue, the harvest of fluids, has something to do with what they need from Earth?
2: Yes, I pretty much agree with most of what you say on your broadcast. I think it's ETs are doing it, ETs are taking people, they're doing all these mutilations, I think the mutilations are for their sustenance, but also I think they do experiments on things like that and learn about DNA.
1: As I wrote in my book, An Alien Harvest, that the purpose of the animal mutilations is the harvest of sustenance and the harvest of tissue that would be genetically applied for genetic manipulation to create other life forms.
2: Yes, I agree with all of that. I've always believed that anyway before I found you and read your books. And yeah, that was pretty much my opinion of things. When you sent me an email,
1: you talked about, strangely enough, a couple of days later, which would have been somewhere around September 30th, 1982, I was outside working with some of our animals when two black helicopters.
2: Yeah. And I didn't even hear the helicopters until they were over my head. And they were very, very low. And what I thought was strange at the time is that these helicopters were both totally black, even the windshields and the glass. And I remember thinking to myself, they must be flying by instruments, or maybe they have like one-way windows where they can see out, but we can't see in. And there was no numbers. Then they flew right directly over me. There was no numbers on the bottom identifying who they were, where they were, what their numbers were, anything like that. So I thought it very strange.
1: And the association of solid black helicopters with no numbers identifying anything was associated with the animal mutilations from the beginning of the phenomena
2: and up to the current day. Right. And what I thought strange is usually when a helicopter flies over you, you hear it coming a long time before you see it because they're so loud. But these I didn't really hear until they were right over Larry's field and then they flew over us. And then shortly thereafter, I couldn't hear them anymore.
1: Had you ever had helicopters fly over before?
2: No, that was another unusual thing. Where we lived, we never had helicopters flying over, especially that low. And we never did. As far as I can recall, we never had any after that either.
1: And about how low, do you think?
2: It was low enough that had there been numbers, I would have been able to read them. And I could have seen inside. I would have seen the pilot. But you saw
1: nothing but solid black. Right. It could be that it was a special military unit that was trying to stay on top of where were animals being mutilated because they knew that the perpetrators were extraterrestrials.
2: Right, exactly. And I guess the government would want to hide who they were, I guess. But I thought it was very interesting that it happened right after the cow mutilation. Another thing I wanted to tell you is that a couple days later, we went over and talked to Larry about it. We asked him about what he thought was strange, and he said that when the cow was still there, no animals would go near it. His dogs wouldn't go near it. His other cattle would not go near it. Even we had predator birds a lot, like owls and hawks, and they wouldn't go near it. And then when he removed the cow, the animals still still would not go near it. He said it was like there was an imaginary circle around where the cow had been and that his animals would not cross that line. Another experience we had was we had horses that we would lock up in the corral at night to protect them against coyotes and so forth. And we woke up one morning and we went outside to do chores and the horses were totally gone. They were nowhere to be found in the corral. And the thing about the corral is the fence around it was about six feet tall, and it was very short. There was just room for them to pace around. There wasn't room for them to get a running start, but apparently they had jumped the fence. And our thought was that something scared them so much that they jumped the fence. And we did find them at the end of our property, and our property was like 160 acres. But they were all shook up and very nervous and didn't want anybody around them. So that was kind of scary and haunting to me.
1: Is it possible that the UFO ET technology beamed down whatever they use to neutralize gravity? Ranchers have seen beams come out of UFOs, and they might have picked up all of the horses from the corral in the beam and transported them to where you saw them?
2: Yes, but they weren't mutilated. They were fine. They were just nervous. But yes, I think that's possible.
1: Did he talk with you about the fact that there were many other animal mutilations similar to his that were happening in Colorado in 1982?
2: Yeah, yeah, he did. He said that the ranchers all talk with each other and they compare notes. I think he's one of the few that didn't bother to call the police or the sheriff because he felt that at this point it was useless because they couldn't do or weren't doing anything about it.
1: But many ranchers that I interviewed Mm -hmm. from 79 on... Not only did they believe it, they had seen UFO lights in the sky put down beams. In some cases, they saw an animal being lowered in a beam down to the pasture. Then they would find it dead and mutilated in the morning. Or some even saw an animal still alive going up in these beams of light into the sky. What is your current perspective? in January of 2023 on UFOs and ETs and your expectation of what do you think is going to unfold about other life in this universe?
2: Well, I'm positive they're out there. I believe that we're genetically related to them. I have a feeling that we are. I wish they would identify themselves and tell us more about where we came from and why we're their big experiment, and why they want so many of us
1: And why are they mutilating animals around the world for decades, perhaps centuries?
2: Right. And I think I would ask them, why a particular cow? Is it because that particular one is away from the herd and it's easy to get to? Or is there something about the cow itself that attracts them to it?
1: Right. The same question applies to humans. Why are the humans that are abducted, why are they taken?
2: Right. I've heard something about blood types, like they prefer the negative rather than the positive RH. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard that. I believe, like you do, they created us. So that, to me, means that they are more or less like a parent, and they want to control us.
1: J.J. ended her email about her children. Quote, My older son has confessed to me now that he is an adult that he remembers seeing faces in their bedroom windows, and that often, especially after lights out, he felt as though he was being watched. And that would have been in their farmhouse in Simla, Colorado. My younger son often woke up with a bloody nose. My husband insisted it was the high altitude. I accepted that at the time, but now I'm not so sure. I've asked my son questions, but he refuses to discuss the whole alien idea and won't even consider that he might have been abducted. I hope with all my heart he wasn't, but I still wonder about it and remain concerned. Thank you for taking the time to read this account. I don't have any photos or evidentiary materials for you, only my memories of the events. Thanks again for all that you do to bring reality to light, close quote. And thank you, JJ, for bringing your experience to light. And if any Earth Files listener has more information about what human agency or other intelligence uses all black helicopters or the appearance of such helicopters to check out fresh animal mutilations please proton mail or hard mail me at post office box 21843 albuquerque new mexico 87154 it is a very important question about the worldwide animal mutilations since at least the 1960s since the black helicopter phenomena can show up anywhere around this globe implying a priority to monitor the worldwide mutilations that are so closely linked to the presence of non-human intelligences by a variety of sources I really would like to have given you a very very proven evidentiary answer to my question who is controlling those black helicopters but what I'm hoping is that some of you listening might have some insights into this phenomena that has been going on around the world for so long and that the black helicopters have definitely played a monitoring and sometimes seeding and a variety of roles is it our government is it ET is it something we don't even know about I would really appreciate hearing from any of you who might have firsthand Information. Now, beyond these live Wednesday evening Earth Files YouTube broadcasts, my Earth Files YouTube channel is now available as a podcast. Go to podcast.earthfiles.com or search for Earth Files in your favorite podcast app. We will put a link in the show notes for everyone. And join me now in celebration that this Earth Files YouTube channel has now broken through 229,000 subscribers i greatly appreciate when you click on the like the share and the subscribe buttons that will keep us all growing and i thank to everyone and ian i am eager to learn if anyone tonight has more insights on this whole issue of worldwide animal mutilations to report either tonight in a question Or, as I have been receiving fascinating emails from people who have never, ever once told anyone about the mutilation events on their property. This is the time and the place. And so, Ian, I throw it to you in a segue. What seems to be the consensus or the gestalt in tonight's audience concerning this program?
0: Well, thank you again, Linda, for another fascinating report and it is important that we also study the black helicopters that are so often a part of this phenomena. Now, cat says, so three possibilities are on the table, either this is pure military black ops, psyops, B, this is ET disguised as Earth military black right. ops, psyops, or right. C, both A and B in collaboration with one another.
1: Yes, now, <laughs> I, agree. now
0: I, I would say there's probably a, a D as well, where the ETs are doing the mutilations and the agency that's running the black helicopters, uh, in whatever form it is, is uh, not in collaboration with the e, with those ETs, but is interested in monitoring and surveilling what's going on.
1: Yes, especially if it is true uh, that the tall whites are trying to help our taking a beneficial role. Uh, They may try to uh, monitor some things like this, but it always begs the question to me, if we have, we'll call them allies, that are other intelligence, and then we have all these other facets of what seem to be intelligences with their own agendas that have been operating on the planet for so long, For millennia Um, why couldn't all of the negatives just be pushed out by the tall whites and I think that's one of the questions that constantly beats in all of this Uh, why can't we see a demonstration of more control and on that note I would love to know what questions uh, our audience has tonight.
0: Okay, well, I've got a um, message here from Cody Ayla. He says, my family raised sheep up through the late 1980s. We also had sheep left mutilated. Definitely can tell the difference between coyotes and predators attack versus laser-like cuts and no blood. I've reached out to Cody to find out where Cody lives or lived at the time of the mutilations.
1: Yes, and the mutilations have been in almost every domestic animal that you can think of, and then wild animals, and people are always surprised that the exact same excisions have also been found in kangaroos in Australia, uh, no blood, And the vast majority of the mutilations going from the early 60s up to now were bloodless. Every once in a while there would be blood, but that was then considered an outlier and not uh, understood. In the previous two reports that I have done uh, in the month of January about the Kansas mutilations, the puzzle there is why watery blood? put on the jaws and there is something about this phenomena that it does change certain details change even if there is a kind of storyline that has persisted for decades and the helicopters as something in disguise it is very clear that the phenomena of other intelligences interacting with our planet even Aerospace people and military people and scientists have said yes, we know that they can morph They can morph from a disc into uh, a helicopter or be anything that they want in the sky Adding to the confusion and the complexity of trying to understand all these multiple layers of the chess game What is the goal? Who are the players in contention? And if we have controllers Who are trying to help us why couldn't that all be made public Uh, those are kind of the to me the drumbeats that have been there for the last 43 years of my work so now we're in 2023 and there may be a whole new group in military aerospace medicine science who do have some real true firsthand insights into these questions and that's who I hope that I can hear from you in proton mail or hard mail. So Ian, what else have we got?
0: Sexy uh, Safety says, Linda, do you think these helicopters and men in black are actually monitoring us? They want to know what we know.
1: I understand the question. I think if you take the two options, that it's human military and then E.T. Uh, pretending, uh, doing a holographic projection to look like one of our black helicopters and which one is which at any time. Um, I think that our military units, they want to know what is being excised, where the latitude and longitudes are. There is a grid pattern on this planet that relates to animal mutilations and I think human abductions and several other subjects and that the latitude longitude where the animal mutilations occur is something to be studied and so you could have both going on that's my own personal opinion is that there are military units who have used the the dark black solid you can't see through the windows uh, so that they could come down in a ranch and never be identified but they would get uh, be I'm sure that they've been taking photographs and video in all of these places where they show up. And Ian, I don't remember if you were there, but it was uh, in it was down on the um, Eastfield side of Woodborough Hill in crop circle season. And I believe that the year was around 1993. It might have been 94, but it was somewhere after we'd gotten into that part of the uh, decade, and there were a whole bunch of people, several hundred people have been on the south field and the east field, and, and all of a sudden, helicopter, I think there was more than one, all black, and a dear friend of mine who I know in that part of the world who was there and had the helicopter come down no more than about 20 feet above her said you could not see through the glass. It was solid, like black, but shiny like glass. And the helicopter came down so low that it scared everybody, and people started running. And the question that was left, would the UK ever do that to visitors, to crop circles? Would it have been a UK helicopter doing that? Or would that be an example, perhaps, of how the non-human intelligence can morph into something that is not identical to Blackhawk hel- helicopters, but is something else? And that that all-black glass look is something that the non-humans do. I don't have definitive answers, but those were the questions that came up in England, in that Eastfield to Southfield Woodborough Hill area when a whole bunch, it was hundreds of people, and I can't remember if it was a celebration of something. They were there and in came, it was more than one dark black helicopter and seemed to be trying to intimidate the crop circle crowd that was there.
0: Well, yeah, you asked the question. I wasn't there on that occasion, although I do remember occasions where people have seen the helicopters and also said that helicopters have hovered much too close to right. their vehicles and over them and over the people in the in the actually in the crop circles themselves so they felt very intimidated right. by, by those uh, those things so i also remember the one time when a helicopter was seen over the crop over a crop formation and then people noticed there was what we called a ball of light just hovering just in front of the helicopter. And that was such a strange thing to be going on, that the helicopter seemed to be engaged in monitoring the ball of light over a crop circle.
1: Right, well, and what what we're uh, sort of laying out here is that something in the shape of a black helicopter that has some kind of black lens or black glass or something that makes it not penetrable to see what's inside, That has been in both the animal mutilations and crop circles. And there have been abductees who have said that black helicopters have come over their house, over the roof, over their backyard, over their front yard, and then as if looking or doing something and then taking off. Any and all of those remain in that question box. Who is it that controls these black helicopters? I think, Myself, it's a mix. I think it's the other intelligence and I think it's military, human military.
0: I think it's definitely a mix as well because I've actually witnessed a military type helicopter uh, very, very close to me. In fact, it was so close that I didn't even believe that it could have landed where it did. I didn't even hear it land. I I, I was just aware of it when it lifted off and it was so close, but again, it was, as a lot of people had reported. Sometimes there's a slide back door and people are seen inside. That is definitely military. But it was very odd that I didn't hear it to start off with. And And a lot of people reported this as though they have some sort of silent mode or quiet mode.
1: Right, and I've heard that explosion of a helicopter right above, which is exactly what JJ had experienced. And I remember it was also uh, in, Ave. I think I was in Avebury, and I had gone to one of the uh, churches, and I had been told that it, they had some beautiful artwork and uh, a variety of things that I wanted to go into. It was a Sunday morning, making this even odder. And uh, But it was not, the church w- did not have people in it. I think I was there earlier. And so I'm going into this church. I am going there to look at beautiful paintings to be inside of this lovely lovely church and I had my camera my 35 millimeter Nikon camera when they were heavy and big slung over my right shoulder and I had taken some photos in the church it was beautiful Sunday morning not not anybody anywhere where I was it was early and I walked out having been in that beautiful church building, maybe 15 minutes. And as I came out walking to my car that's in the parking lot about 30 feet from the door, literally not seeing a helicopter, not hearing anything, just birds and on a Sunday morning early. And I'm on a line to my car and then came, it was like an explosion. It was like a bomb went off above me. And it was a helicopter, it was black, it had a strange housing on the bottom. I do remember that I had not remembered seeing a helicopter that had this round strange housing on the bottom of it. Might have been something in infrared, some other frequency, but what I remember is that I knew that I had the camera on my right shoulder. And when this explosion came, I turned around, and now I'm looking up, and the helicopter was probably, I would say very honestly and remembering back, you couldn't have been more than 30 to 40 feet above my head. And I uh, grabbed my camera, and I'm bringing it up. And as soon as I start clicking, I still have photos the helicopter just rose very quickly and literally seemed to evaporate. And I have the photos for proof of this helicopter that was so close over me that as JJ said, when it came over uh, their farm, that it was so low, it would have been easy to see numbers, anything, because it was so low, 30 to 40 feet. And what happened? Where did it go? How did it? Uh, how did it get to 30 or 40 feet above me? And I never heard anything when I was in the church. I never heard anything walking toward my car. It just seemed to explode. And I know that I'm not the only one who's had these kinds of experiences. And that is where could a human helicopter with a pilot and co-pilot on board, could they have done that, been silent, right up, to 30 to 40 feet above my head. If anybody tonight has any inside information about that, I would be very interested. Because that is one of those experiences, Ian, that I had in England in crop circle research. And other people would have a similar, very strange, leaving you with, what has just happened? And there's no answers. Yeah, it's,
0: it's very odd. But, but, there must be some technology uh, that that uh, makes the sound very, very silent before they actually do appear. However, some of them are very loud. Lisa Savoy is in the chat. She's an abductee. She says, I have those black, unmarked helicopters flying so low over my home, and the house is shaking uh, from it. Who are they, and yeah. why do they do this?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's, yeah. that's... Also, <laughs>
0: New News says, I think MIBs are a possibility for the black choppers, like Caddies and Lincoln can- Continentals are that way. That's right. The MIBs do have uh, cars, obviously cars that are very new looking and are very, they, well, the cars, but they they don't quite fit in. Right. So I, I'm with you, Linda, and the audience are as well, I think, to a certain degree, that some of these are probably extraterrestrial and some of them are probably military we've got judy graham who says don't the black helicopters represent black ops the division of some unknown elite
1: and you know there's an, one more memory from england that is one of the highest strangeness events uh, i've ever experienced and i wonder if it is related at all to this whole idea that there could be very advanced extraterrestrials who are doing a variety of harvests and scientific experiments on this planet and that they have the ability to appear among us, looking like us, looking like helicopters instead of UFOs or uh, triangles or whatever. And it was um, probably 90, probably around 94 to 5. And by then, the crop circle season really did have some spectacular formations. But it also seemed to have a lot of things that were happening that no one knew what is doing, what, and why. And there had been a really peculiar, very strange event that had happened in that uh, sort of Black Forest area that is you have Woodboro, and and then you go on the road, and then there's a forest. And in that forest, uh, there had been an event that I think somebody saw a light and beam come down inside of the trees and they didn't and, and they didn't see a craft but they saw something and that's why I had gone over to that forest and um, that night there were three or four of us we said let's go back after midnight when it is really really dark and not a lot of people and let's go walk along there's a wheat field and then it goes into that forest and let's just see And we had been out there. There had been three or four other people, and they decided that they were going to go to another field. And we would be. And it was a guy that I knew in crop circles. And we said, "Well, we'll stay over here, and we'll we'll walk and take photos. If anything here, you do the same thing, and we can compare." So this is a place walking in the south field, going in the direction toward the forest everybody's done it a million times but as we got to a certain point we both heard it at exactly the same time it was as if somebody breathing big heavy breathing filled the entire area around us this was not quiet this was not breeze this was like suddenly a huge, huge breathing in lungs sound was filling the air. We decided that what we'd do is we'd walk down the tram lines in wheat that was already there and see if we walked in different directions. Would this pounding, changing, breathing that suddenly came in the night, midnight air, would we find a direction? Could we feel anything? And this is why we got into the actual field to move tram lines to see if we could get a vector. The the breathing got louder. The more we moved from where we first heard it, the louder we got, but we're in a wheat field. And all of a sudden, straight above, we both saw it. I don't know whether it was a flash of light that made us look up. And there was a ring so think of the vertex right above you right at the center of a dark sky there was a ring and it was bluish was bluish white a ring and it pulsed and another one came and it pulsed and another one and these three rings perfect circles right at the very top of the sky so to speak happened right above us still now down in the wheat field and the breathing after the rings the breathing stopped as if there was some connection we had never ever were able to answer we stayed out in that field and walked down to the forest and I think we were there till three or four o'clock in the morning which was that was par for the course in crop circles uh, research and I've never forgotten that. Are we dealing with intelligences that this is part of their play, meaning, well, let's see what, they're, they're looking for X, let's do this and, and test them. What is the relationship between the intent of the human mind at any moment when you're out in a, something like that, in crop formations at night, midnight, and does somebody decide that they will test us? Uh, in, I guess test and entertain are the two words. It was sort of entertaining, but it was completely mysterious. And this is the kind of range, probably a lot of you listening will say, oh my God, I remember when I was going hunting and X happened and I never told anybody. Those are the subjects that seemed to be deep inside of the souls of so many people and everybody's afraid to go there. And yet going there may be part of the answer for us understanding more about what we're dealing with in everything from animal mutilations to human abductions and onward. So Ian, I don't know if you have ever had an experience there in uh, the Vale of Pusey of seeing rings pulse in the sky?
0: I've seen the balls of light, the fantastic display of balls yeah. of light when I was traveling on my own late at night uh, as, I, as I reached the top of what we call Adam's grave above yeah. uh, Honey Street. And it was absolutely amazing. It was almost as though uh, something had been CGI'd onto the background. I couldn't believe it, but I watched these two orbs, large orbs, interacting with each other in a beautiful formation, and they just moved so smoothly and majestically, and then they were gone, but it was a fantastic thing to witness.
1: Right, and for those of us who have those experiences, we know that something real happened, but we don't know exactly what it is and how it does it or why. But you know, there's no confusion when you are in the presence of what I think of as the, kind of the fiber, whatever this universe is made out of, the quantum fiber of it, that we are somehow interacting with that aspect of the universe when you start getting into some of these mysteries. And you know that you have never experienced anything like it anywhere else on earth. It has a distinctly different quality. And the idea that the mutilated animals would give off a frequency that animals uh, like foxes and coyotes and and birds and predators and stuff would not approach the actual body, but would go in a big circle and stay in the circle around. Uh, I had mentioned seeing that myself in a coyote at a New Mexico uh, mutilation site where the, the cow was there, the ranch owner was there, I was there, and the coyote comes in spite of our human presence. And when it got to about 18 to 20 feet from that animal, it just stopped, like it hit glass. I've mentioned this before. And then, as if there was some solid separation, that coyote paced up and down never going this way toward the body just kept doing a line like this and the rancher and I watched for maybe 10 minutes the coyote didn't leave it just kept doing this pacing what is the frequency that the animals pick up and they want to go to the uh, mutilated animal but they don't want to go through something to get there, and they go in the circles. Okay, Ian, this is fascinating, thinking about this again. Are you there?
0: Yeah, Linda, uh, let's take a breath for a moment and do the super chats. So we've right. got uh, people tonight, um, Moonbird, Rebecca Cole, zombie lover, Terry D, Gisella Burgos, who says she loves the show, Faye Patterson, Yin Yang Glow, LC, Patty London, Fabian Far Beyond, and Zombie Lover says, are the tongues from the cattle always removed from so deep within the throat,
1: That's a very good question. And it has been something like uh, a, if you were tracking what happened to animals, there would be so, sort of a bell-shaped curve. Um, in the beginning in the 60s, Maybe not as many reports of the tongue removed at the larynx level, but by the time you got to when I began my investigations in 79, and uh, there have been hundreds, 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 hundreds by then, the classic description I read all the way through. The, uh, it was the Colorado uh, version of the FBI, CIA, and they had big boxes. Full of animal mutilation reports and I was allowed to sit in that department and go through all of those reports hundred I think I I can't pull the exact number but I know it was somewhere between 200 300 just in one of the boxes that I really went through reading in all of those it was like the classic ear missing uh, back to the, we have to talk about the sky facing Uh, All of the reports would name, whether it was the right or the left, and often they said the sky-facing face, left side, right side. Ear, eye, tongue deep within the throat. That's By then, those were the words that you read over and over and over in the offense reports about mutilations. Tongue removed deep in the throat, genitals removed, with details, if it were female, was it a whole udder in a circle or oval? Was it exactly half? There were, you'd be amazed at how many are. It's just a perfect half. Half the udder is left, half of it's gone. It looks like a heel of a shoe, impressed uh, right to the muscle, but no fluid, no blood, no milk, anything. Um, genitals, uh, rectum cord out, I remember doing presentations and that the number I used based on counting and all those reports that I did at one time, 90% of the mutilations in the 70s, the whole rectal tissue area was taken out like a stovepipe put in, 6 to 8 inches wide, going in 14 inches, taking out everything that was there, no blood, no fluid of any kind. A few things that were interesting were a few cases, tails were removed by something at the tailbone, and sometimes half the tail, but usually the tailbone, and it left the tailbone shiny as glass. I was shown a photograph of that by a pathologist in Colorado, and they asked themselves, they asked me and asked others the question. What would be the instrument that could just melt through the end of the spine and take off a cow's tail? Laser of some sort might be an answer, but early in the 70s, we were not in a world that had a lot of laser equipment. And yet that was high heat that just melted through the tailbone was another one of those factors. then the whole other area that a lot of people don't realize was there from the beginning, and that but it took necropsies to prove it, and that costs money. That's why there aren't necropsies done on every dead and mutilated animal, they cost a lot of money. But enough were done to build up a pattern that Sheriff Tex Graves and I talked about because. He had taken a veterinarian to do a necropsy on one of his first mutilation cases and when the vet said there's no excision on the outside of the body but the whole heart is gone the pericardium is left there's no clotted blood that was repeated in a few reports so you stand back there definitely there would be like this kind of a bell-shaped curve From things that were taken in some cases and 90% of the time in other cases and that's where you got the pattern ear eye tongue jaw genitals and rectum that was the the pattern throughout the 70s and I would say through most of the 80s as well why would there be a difference nobody's ever come close to answering that What else have you got, Ian?
0: No, uh, someone's speculating. Do cattle have different blood types, such as uh, the RH negative blood type? Is that a factor that might be involved?
1: You know, I'm not sure that I know exactly, sitting here now, I know I've had discussions about RH negative and RH positive blood in abductees. And I uh, remember a discussion having to do with the bovine blood and genetics, if I'm remembering this part correctly, that the bovine genetics compared to the homo sapien is only 4% different. And there have been suggestions that the reason for some of the animal mutilations is that we are dealing with, and it's usually labeled the greys, that they have a survival problem and that some of the mutilations might be done to harvest blood and genetic material that is used for sustenance and genetic experimentation, manipulation, and application to a survival problem on the part of the greys. Well, there are only one type of species. There are many others. And the greys are not the only ones that have been associated through human abductions with animal mutilations. Uh, In my books, uh, Glimpses Volume One and Two, there uh, are several cases, one of which took place in Cimarron, New Mexico. And the mother and the child heard, they were driving near Cimarron, and they heard the sound of a screaming cow. That's what happened. That's what made the mother pull the car over to the side of the road, she could hear this screaming cow and she could see out in a field that there were two, this is the description from hypnosis, light haired, possibly wearing plaid jackets that had this cow down in the pasture, not the typical anything. But soon after she has stopped the car and she and her son are are trying to figure, and I think she even yelled, stop hurting the cow. Within a very short period of time came a very large disk. It just appeared above them and then everything happened very rapidly that she lost track of what happened to her son, but knew that she was taken in some kind of a beam out of the car into the craft and that there was travel. And she recognized the Las Cruces area of New Mexico as where the disk came over. Did they provide her a window on purpose? She was never clear, what I'm, but I can see what I recognize as the Las Cruces area. And then, apparently, they went underground. And that's where there were uh, mutilated animal parts in a vat, she saw them, uh, she had exposure to grays to, of different sizes, but the person who seemed to be in charge and seemed to be telepathically apologizing to her for having taken her and her son was seven or eight foot tall, jaundiced, she said sort of white yellow skin very very pale white bit of hair wearing some kind of a white to say uniform would not be right because it moved more more like a robe all white and that this man seemed to be troubled was upset telepathically all telepathically that she and her son had been taken And said it was a mistake and that the being the tall being was apologizing for the mistake and said that they would uh, examine the child told her that they were examining their child his her child and then they would put put them back but she also like a lot of abductees who get telepathic communication explanations they don't really know that they are trusting what is being said so the Cimarron abduction mutilation case it involved both is one of those that is definitely worth reading reading from beginning to end to get how many details are occurring that the human mind is watching asking about interacting with but there's no real explanation leaving a mystery of why did any of it happen in the first place to be communicated human to human later on. That is one of the puzzles in the uh, abductions. Okay, Ian. Uh, We have, this went really fast. Uh, We're at 8.30, but I'll take one more question.
0: Well, I think this is a, a mix of questions here, Linda. Steve says, Linda, do you believe these ETs are using cows or humans for reproduction purposes for their species? Patty London says, the cows parts taken are to use in making hybrids. And Thomas O'Keefe says, 80% of genes in cattle are the same as human.
1: 80%. I'm just not sure. I remember uh, reading a, a large article Uh, back in the period of time, like in the 80s, after I had done A Strange Harvest, and it was about that bovine, if you took the genome of a bovine and a genome of a human, uh, and that would have been after, that might help date it, maybe it was in the 90s, because remember, we didn't have the whole human genome and uh, Neanderthalensis until I think it was in the early 90s. But the the article was about, can we use bovine blood in accidents or terrible wars or something because it is so close genetically? I remember that. Um, All of us, it would probably be good for all of us who are interested in whatever the truth is, to try to read more about the genetics and meaning human genetic science so that we would have a context for there's no doubt in my mind that human other life form human and other life form hybrids are on this planet I have no doubt about that I think that at some point, I'm not sure if it is now, but I know in the past, that hybrids that were identified were considered a threat because the government didn't know if all of the hybrids that were being made were uh, part of a plan to take over the planet. There seems to be a bit less concern about that today than discussions that have gone on Beyond Remote Viewing about the fact that there are tronyloid insects that would like to have Earth without humans and that the tall whites are helping keep that away. Uh, All of these questions about why would various extraterrestrial, biological, AI, the whole mix, why would they want Earth? What is it about our genetics, our blood our animals genetics blood that they would want could use unless there's a genetic relationship between us and them that our makers originally are the ones who interact with the earth so that's how complex all of this is and I know that Gary Nolan at Stanford, a brilliant, talented genetics scientist, uh, these are issues that he studies as well out of his own interest and out of his professional interest and doesn't back off from it. And basically has been one of the few voices in a Stanford Medical Center type context who is saying that uh, I, I don't want to overstate, but I think he would say yes that there's evidence of hybridization. But there's there could be evidence of hybridization from non-humans coming in and out of here in the last seventy thousand or forty-five thousand years, and that wouldn't necessarily mean that they were the, our makers. What I think right now is fascinating, that the tall whites and others could be the progenitors. The progenitors of homo sapien. And that to me makes all of this even more fascinating to try to understand them. What do they want from earth? Why would they have made Homo sapiens, sapien, Neanderthal, Denisovan, Homo erectus, all of it? Is there some huge, gigantic issue in front of them in all of their genius? Uh, like, are we in a holographic universe? And if we are, is it being projected from another dimension, another universe? And if that is the truth, that box is so big That even the tall whites could be somebody else's experiment and more and more physics are moving toward more and more the idea that this is at the physics level a universe that fits into holographic characteristics and then it would mean the entire universe that we are in was projected on purpose from another dimension another universe and incomprehensible so when you boil everything down going back to the 60s up through animal mutilations human abductions government policies of denial the biggest question to me that we keep coming to what are homo sapiens sapiens reason for being who made us specifically in evolutionary experiments of all of these other beings? And why are we territorial? Why are we tribal? Why do we war? It seems that the nonhumans could have taken those traits out. We are a puzzle. and when you look at the history of the avatars on this planet, and the sense is that there is a divine field, a thought that dwells in the light, that it is overseeing the cycles of infinity, as Roger Penrose says. And that in those cycles of infinity, we're just in one cycle in one life form that is being experimented upon, and we ourselves now are doing experimentation. And like the Russian dolls, one inside of another, part of everything that we are up against now is trying to understand humanity and our punction, or our, I guess, we war with each other too easily and the idea that something is trying to get that out of us may be part of what the tall white story is but who made us this way in the first place and to close out tonight because I received this quote from somebody who is investigating very deeply in this whole field and went back to Chernobyl when they had the nuclear meltdown in the Chernobyl nuclear reactor. And one of the physicists who went there to try to help was Valerie Legasov. And this was found in something that he wrote. Having to deal as a physicist with something as terrible as Chernobyl. We are on dangerous ground right now because of our secrets and our lies. They're practically what define us. When the truth offends, we lie and lie until we can no longer remember it. The truth is even there. But it is still there. Every lie we tell incurs a debt to the truth. Sooner or later, that debt. Is paid and in this current age of so 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 many reports day after day week after week month after month of humans shooting humans and the Ukraine war on a planet that seems like at this point we should be celebrating our talents our abilities our ability to love Remember those words from the Chernobyl scientist who became very ill from radiation poisoning when he went to try to help deal with Chernobyl. May there be no more Chernobyls. May there never be any nukes. May all of this rubbed in our faces, whether it's being done by ETs, to make us say we don't want to kill anymore. We don't want radiation, we don't want nuclear war. If that's going on, part of this is conditioning to make us repelled from the parts of us that have been tribal and warring and fighting. May may the side that wants us to know agape love with each other as beings, may it prevail with the help of the thought that dwells in the light That is the mind behind the infinity of cycles of time my own personal feeling from my soul is that it is that big and for some reason we are a very strange experiment in this particular dimension and frequency and I hope that the end game is to get us to stop violence on that note i love all you guys i'll see you next wednesday and pray that you all remain safe